are listening to Anchored in Love podcast, a part of a dream birthed during a season of great personal change, challenge, and circumstance. Anchored in Love was encouraged by my husband, motivated by my mama, and set to serve any willing to listen. Through sharing personal walks of endurance and perseverance, my prayer is that this can become home to anyone who is seeking healing, extended from the hearts of those who are currently experiencing it. Hey guys, so I have to take time real quick and just say a couple of things to everybody. So first, thank you to all of you for continuing to follow this journey and being faithful listeners. I am still blown away by the responses to all of this. I took the month of January to kind of recuperate and better prepare for Anchored in Love 2019 because I think I've done all of us an injustice to some extent in the past year. But thank you for sticking it out with me while I kind of got my footing. And two, I am okay. I'm okay. (laughs) I've had many people close to me um, or people contact me or even express to others who are close to me that like, wow, this is so great. But now I'm a little bit worried about Lauren. Or I, I get sometimes like the weighted whisper question of, how are you really? Or you, you doing all right? How are you doing? You doing okay? I love that. (laughs) Um, But I really am. I'm doing okay. Thank you all for your concern. But yes, I am okay. And honestly, to some extent, I'm a little offended because if you think that all of the things that I share here are going to break me or have broken me, I'm really afraid that you just don't know me so well because really I'm okay. (laughs) I believe that this is healthy. I think that this is what keeps me healthy. If these things, the raw truths, the reality of my day-to-day grief and the healing that occurs as a result of me facing the loss, if these things make you concerned for my well-being on a high level or think that I'm really just not okay... I'm so happy for you. (laughs) I don't say that in a cynical way, but truly, I'm happy for you because that tells me that you haven't experienced a loss quite so large yet, and that is awesome. Really, that's awesome. Still, somehow I think that we all know loss and hurt in our own way, and I pray that each of you have a hope that carries you through the darkness of your grief, your hurt, your loss, and to the weight-lifting freedom that is healing, processing, or whatever you want to call it. Because for me, that is what Anchored in Love is. So yes, I'm okay. (laughs) I love you, Granny, but you don't need to move in with me and the boys. I'm good mentally, physically, all of that. I just miss my mom, and I'm learning more about myself along the way. And I think that's okay. I think it needs to be talked about more. So thank you for your concern, listeners and friends and loved ones. Um, But I'm really doing okay. I am. That just means you need to come see me a little more often to know it. Um, Anyway, we're going to jump right back in. (laughs) So now that we have all that covered, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. While I don't hear Vinny having New Year's resolutions as much anymore, I still see more often that people are having like their word for the year or whatever have you. I think that's great. 
the new year encourages us to focus on ourselves, on what is good, and to set to aim or to achieve something better than the last year. I don't really do resolutions, I guess. I kind of have a word, I guess. (laughs) Um, What I do do every year, though, is I have a specific prayer that I pray daily. I've done this for about 10 years now. Hmm. I just did the math from my junior year of high school to now to figure out how many years that's been. And wow, 10 years. I feel old. Maybe to some of you that makes you feel even older. (laughs) But 10 years. Sometimes it feels like that was like three years ago. Crazy. Anyway, as you may be able to conclude by now, last year was a difficult one, to put it simply. And as a result, I felt I only endured it. I prayed for strength to endure, to endure. That word can sometimes almost carry a like heroic connotation, can it? Against all odds, she endured. Um, In the face of great opposition, she endured. But in each, it sounds as if a victory followed. Unfortunately, that wasn't quite my case last year. I don't tell you I endured as a heroine. Rather, when I say I felt like I endured, I speak of it more in the sense of she endured through the battle to tell the story so that others may learn. Um, You know, even now, endure doesn't quite seem appropriate. It somehow gives me too much credit because when I think about last year, I think more like I survived it. (laughs) I left the battle on kind of a gurney, open flesh wound and faint of breath to live, just to simply live and survive another day. So now, after that year of just enduring and living, now I hope and I pray to live. I'm not aiming, I'm not, I'm not aiming to thrive or anything so ostentatious. (laughs) Um, Just a step up from survival is good for me. Just a step from enduring. So this year, my daily prayer, and I guess my word, my resolution, whatever you want to call it, is that I can live this year. I want to truly live this year for myself, my husband, my boys, and foremost, the Lord and his kingdom and the work that all of that entails. So the first step in me kind of coming into this year was an unexpected one for me, I have to say. I typically kind of run into the new year with excitement, as I've always been one to kind of embrace change. You could ask my parents how many times I rearrange my room growing up. You could even ask my husband how many times we've had our living room rearranged. Um, I like change. I like the feeling of it. I get excited for it. I welcome change. Still, that didn't really seem to be the case this year. I didn't even tell my husband really about what was going on in the moment, but I did very shortly after the fact. So baby steps, baby steps, right, (laughs) y'all? I'm growing. I'm growing, okay? One day he'll know in the very moment everything that I'm going through emotionally and things like that. I've just gotten too good at hiding things, I think, throughout the years. So as I approach this new year, following the holidays that felt more of new holidays than old ones because they were without mom this time around. I, well, the only way I can think 
to say it, to say what I felt was I felt transported. I felt transported to a night that I'll never forget. Um, When I was thinking about coming into the new year and trying to embrace change, I had to pause before I could do any of that because I still kind of felt stuck in this moment where I was transported to. So I remember. I remembered back to sitting in the stiff back chair, sitting on the edge while I leaned over the bed. My pregnant belly with baby Eli in it was squished between me and the side of the raised bed. I went back to holding her hand. It was warm no longer. It had been about a week since I would have last called her hand or any part of her warm. I was transported back to kissing her hand and looking to my dad as I told him to hold it now. I backed up until I felt Jeremy's embrace. I hid my face in his shoulder. I attempted to hush that annoying pre-cry sound all of us stubborn feeling individuals make instead of just crying. And then I scanned the room. I looked at my brothers. Then in a moment, I saw my younger brother. I squeezed Jeremy. I went to my brother. I held him and I repeated, I love you, bub. I love you, bub. All followed by hugs and kind, comforting words between all of us in the room as we said goodbye. Mom was no longer in pain. She was completely healed. But she was no longer with us. As I share it now, I can hear myself. And it almost sounds romantic in some kind of way, like in a feel-good movie or something. Some lesson is learned on somebody's deathbed and it's lit perfectly. Whatever you want to think or say, you know. I think we romanticize that part of it all. But what we don't really see in the movies is the scene that follows. This is the scene that I felt transported to every time I anticipated or thought of the new year. It was preceded by all that I just shared. And then after the nurse came in, pronounced mom, and gave us the details of the events to follow, It was like that dim romantic light in the previous scene that I just explained were quickly drowned by the multiple fluorescents in the room. And with their white light, the whole room now felt somehow sterile. Now we had the task of leaving. We had the task of leaving. I just don't think I was really prepared for that one. This is where mom and dad had lived for nearly two months, and I mean lived. On top of the necessary things that they needed for day-to-day function, the hospital files and information, they also had in the room the many blessings that people showered them with. So from baskets, blankets, food, to flowers. The dang flowers. (laughs) I'm going to have to pause the story for a moment and interject why the flowers were so hard. See, before all of this, we had planned her funeral with her. Gosh. Anyway, um, and when we were planning, 
She only wanted a couple of things. The rest of it, she said, this is for you guys. I want it to be up to you. But one of the things that she asked for was a song. A song that I had honestly never even heard of. She told us, oh yeah, I think the name is Something Flowers by Ed Sheeran. I love him. We know, Mom, you like Ed Sheeran. (laughs) So Dad looked it up. We found out. It's called Supermarket Flowers. I remember mom saying, play it, Dwayne. Let him hear it. Play it. So there in the room, just mom, dad, my brothers, and I, we listened to this song that only mom and dad knew of. Literally within the first verse, tears. All of us, tears. (laughs) Tears that validated every word and somehow creepily validated the hurt we each anticipated was soon approaching. So I did as I usually do. I naturally said, okay, that's good. I wrote it down. That's good for now. You can turn it off, dad. And we didn't even finish the song that night. And honestly, I didn't listen to the whole song until the day of the funeral. Maybe that was a mistake because ouch, But oh, so true. So after this podcast, or even now, I kind of recommend now, um, pause, go look up this song, listen to it, listen to as much as you can listen to, whatever. It's called Supermarket Flowers by Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is always amazing. I have to agree with my mom on that point. But somehow this song, like, perfectly encaptured the moment and the moments that I was transported to. The flowers. Check. So it wasn't tea with us. It was her ice chips on the table. Check. And the photo album. We didn't have a photo album made by her. Instead, our photo album was my brother's. And his kids had made it full of memories of their favorite things and times with Nan. Pictures that my boy had painted on and moments of him with his Nan. Check. Memories of a life that has been loved. Yes. The other line, an angel in the shape of my mom. Yes, yes, a million times yes. I could keep going with every verse and every word of the song, but I think that you get the picture. I don't think I will ever forget the night. You see, as we packed up her room, all of the things in it, every little detail, making sure we didn't miss a thing. My aunt is awesome at that, making sure we don't miss one thing. Um, while we did all of that, her body still laid in the middle of the room. After the nurse came in, I hadn't looked back at the bed until almost the whole room was packed. When you feel sometimes a lot, you just busy yourself. So I was busying myself, doing what needed to be done. But then I did. I stopped, I paused, I looked back at the bed. 
And while we all went about doing what needed to be done, there her body lay. But she wasn't in it. And in that moment, I don't know, I felt estranged in a way, but also like I was about to abandon her. Weird, maybe. I don't know. I just go back to this now struggle of feeling like I want to remember, but I want to step away from the hurt, but I don't want to forget. That was it. Estranged, but fear of abandoning. I don't know. Everyone hugged everyone. We hugged dad, and he said, I'll meet you out there in a second. And we walked out of the hospital room for the last time. That was the goodbye. And nearly a year later, there I was, now transported back to the fluorescent, sterile moment where we all said goodbye. This new year, while I'm so ready for change, also meant that year was done. Truly over. The last year with mom. It was gone. And I walked through the last week of December and the first couple of January picking up the marketplace flowers, so to say. Grief hits so hard sometimes. But I don't say all of this to say it has been hard because the last night in the hospital and all those moments spent in it had to happen for me to finally get in my car in the parking garage, take a deep breath of relief in a sense, one that only comes from the peace of the Lord and one that I hadn't taken in two months. And with that breath and Jeremy's gentle, I love you, as he held my hand, I felt close. I felt close to Jeremy. I felt close to my dad, to my brothers, to my aunt and uncle, and all my family. But better yet, oh, how close I felt to the Lord in that moment. And you know, I have to believe, no, I know, that if that is the last thing mom could have given us all, peace and closeness to each other, then I know she's smiling. So, welcome 2019. I'm happy to report I'm back in the present and praying every day that I may live. Live righteously and know what it means to live for Him And I'm not foolish enough to think that I will do so or be able to do it without difficulty. But this time, I'm not seeking just to live through it, but to live abundantly. Does that sound profound, mature, or valiant? (laughs) Don't be deceived, because I am none of those things. Rather, in a month, a month in, how have I done? Well, let's see. So far, I sought joy in the midst of a week and a half of illness in the house, resulting in throwing away half the clothes after I washed already so many bodily functions out of them. I couldn't wash anymore. I just tossed them in the trash. (laughs) Um, My two-year-old got stitches on his forehead, and we found out that Jeremy is much better under pressure in those moments than I. Thanks, babe. Um, I lived through a self-induced concussion. Yep, sure did. Uh, That one came from cleaning an incident, a cleaning incident where my head aggressively met the corner of the TV and I awoke to Silas saying, it okay, mommy, you okay? 
And it is okay. I'm all better now. Wasn't anything major, nothing really to worry about. Um, finally, and currently, <laughs> I have a large blister on the top of my right hand from my lack of patience while cooking with the Instapot. So, yeah, it's been a good January. <laughs> um, but you know what else? I have been practicing word before world, and that's where you dig into scripture prior to looking at your phone or social media or just the events of the day. I am being more intentional with friendships. We get out of the house a lot more, and kicker, I shower more regularly. Moms of littles out there, I think, get that one. Others, judge me if you will. <laughs> um, but the point is, I am living. With every day, I learn a little bit more. I still remember, but with more gratitude than hurt. And better yet, I continue to heal. So, this may seem a little unrelated, but I do want to end with this. Um, it actually happened to me this morning. And somehow I just see that it's fitting to end all of this, kind of wrap it all together to let you know where I am, what's the point of this. So this morning I was making a scrambled egg and I broke the egg and a small eggshell fell in. We all know the struggle of putting our finger in and immediately the shell fragment moves to the side or goes deeper in whatever it's at. Or better yet, we think we can outsmart it. <laughs> we can put our finger in really quick, push it to the side, and then once it's on the side, we can kind of glide it up to the edge and get it out. Um, don't pretend that you don't know what I'm talking about because I think we've all been there. But this time, this morning, I remember what I saw on, on Rachel Ray once. Um, now saying that really makes me feel like I have truly come into my role as a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> but anyway, um, she said that if this ever happens to put the larger eggshell piece in because the smaller piece or broken piece is drawn to the larger. Well, I'm pleased to report that I don't often lose shells and things, so I haven't had a chance to attempt Rachel's claims until this morning. And I have to tell you guys, it worked. So why do I tell you this? Why talk about simple eggshell fragments after a podcast of personal emotion and processes? I say all of this because as I watched that fragment somehow be drawn to the rest of the shell, it was as if I saw the internal struggle that I've been facing. For a while now, I have felt broken, and I've been trying my darndest to pull all of my individual pieces back, the little fragments that have fallen off. But it wasn't until I allowed all of those pieces to be close, to be present together, that they are finally coming back. And guys, this is why I do this. Anchored in love serves as a way for me to let my hurts, my gratitude, my joys, my fears, and my longings to all live together in one place. And the result is me beginning to feel whole again. Hallelujah. <laughs> Another thing about Lauren, I always called her my anchor. She held things together, whether it was Bible quiz, you could count on her to pull it out, whether it was life, dance, soccer, 
school. She's an anchor. She's strong. And she's an anchor. God made her an anchor for everybody. And I know it's hard, but you can be that anchor even after I'm gone. And I know that it's hard because you're going to miss me. But I need you to persevere and be that anchor. And it's a lot to ask. But I know that you can do it. You've got it in you. And I've always called you that, told you that, and that's what you are. And I love you for that. I'm going to miss you so much. My, my girl. My one and only girl.